I have arrived. What have you been up to today? Um, boy, I've been uh, reading quite a bit. Oh yeah, cool. Um, cool. have you ever read a book or heard of a book called Shantaram? No, Shantaram. Shantaram. It's S H A N T A R A M, I believe. And I read it like five or six years, probably eight or nine years ago. Actually, it's an awesome true story about a guy who escapes from an Australian jail, I believe. And then he makes his way to uh, Bangkok, which at the time was Mumbai. And the tale of this guy is crazy. He goes from like, like bottom of the barrel heroin addiction to like top crime kingpin. Oh, that stuff is like, so fun. Yeah. Like, and like little the well, he's fun to read. Like the medicine man <laughs> for the slums. Yeah. And he like saves everyone. And it's a true story. And it's just amazing. Yeah. It's Gregory David Roberts. Looks like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who cool. has three first names? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a very, very good story. And I just learned while I was uh, looking around at it today because I found a little blurb of it, and I was like, "Oh, I was reading it." And they made a TV show about it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna check that out at some point here. What have you been doing today? Um, what did I do? Jeez, oh, I did my taxes today. Oh, how was that? It was fine. Yeah, because I uh, I worked for most of the, I worked at like a normal like restaurant job, two of them for most Turns of the out, year. I'm pretty smart. Yeah, I was working like so much last year because uh, I didn't I didn't quit those jobs until like really late in the year last year. So um, yeah, I'm getting some money back actually so i was oh, fantastic did you deduct all the things that i told you to you did i did good man <laughs> but yeah i mean it kind of motivated me to uh go to pals today even though i i, I don't know if you can oh, see behind me i bought all of the uh, vinland saga books oh dang all of them okay so let me let me just kind of explain myself here not that i need i don't before, need to justify do, it but what uh, uh, before when you line them up does it make like they all match and they like make a pretty no, they're picture? nice yeah they're, they're just nice colors uh the, the pictures don't blend together or anything but yeah they look really good next to my berserk books i've uh, always wanted to have one of those book series that do blend together they're so cool i think that um the like the new version of like the scholastic harry potter books do that like the black and white covers i think you're they kind of right. like make a thing but yeah so i bought i was okay so here's what happened so like <laughs> i had the first copy of first vinland saga volume like the blue one i bought that a while ago and i finished it really quickly and i was like i i'm just gonna buy the second one so i went online and i looked at it and i was like oh it's like 20 bucks if i spend like 20 dollars on each of these it's like 250 bucks just for like let's see if there's another way i can do this and so then How big i are they compared to berserk uh, the like Berserk ones are like 600 pages. These are like 400. Okay. So they're a little bit smaller, but but they're really nice. Then they're actually really, I kind of prefer them to the, the Berserk books are huge. Like they're really, really big. They're and these, really big. And these ones, thick. yeah, these ones are a little bit smaller and easier to hold. So I like went on Comicsology, which is like an Amazon thing. And I saw that like numbers one, two, and three were like Com Comicsology Unlimited or Plus or whatever. Uh, right. So I was like, it was like a, it is like a free trial, and I was like, okay, so if I can just knock this knock this all out in a month, I'll, I can do it for free, right? So wow, I, I bang out the second one, bang out the third one, and then I'm like, all Wait, right, is cool. All today? No, it was like a couple days ago. Oh, I guess like, like a few few days ago. They're really you can get through them pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, so like I read two and three pretty fast, and then. I finished number three and I was like, okay, let's go. Number four. And so I, oh, I like loaded up and it's like, read the sample. And I was like, I don't want to read the sample. I want to read the whole thing. Yeah. But Not no, sample here. but with the comicsology thing, and it was like this for the whole app, which is really frustrating. I'm about to go on a little bit of a tear here. Like the, whole, the whole app, it was like, you can read the first three volumes of this 
50 volume manga for $8 a month, but then you got to pay for it afterwards. And it's like, well, then why am I paying $8 a month just to like get, just to get titillated? Is that, is that what this Netflix is? Netflix is like, so <laughs> like, your subscription gets you trailers. I know. That's if you want to actually watch was. the content, we're going to need more money. <laughs> so then I like looked it up and I, I didn't want to pirate it or anything. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really swing like that. And um, I went back on Amazon and I was like, all right, well, how much is it on? Cause I have like a Kindle Oasis. I have an iPad, but it's probably like eight or nine dollars or something like that sure just a banana michael how much could it cost uh, less satisfying i feel like on the kindle maybe i don't have a personal experience but i would have been fine with it if it was like less than a hundred dollars for me to get them all on kindle or something like that right i would have just done that but then yeah they were all like 15 dollars each what yeah and i was like and they were only like like 30 well they were only 15 each in physical hardcover oh, form too wow. and so i was like well i'm just gonna buy them all then because i'd rather if i'm gonna spend the money anyway i might as well just have them and then i can right. just have them and blow them out to people and reread Your them battery and, will never die yeah i mean uh, but i was still kind of bummed out because i i really wanted to just read them all for like obviously like eight dollars you know uh right. but i'm cool and with you're going camping them. this weekend so you probably wanted to like have that all of that bookness right on your kindle yeah because i probably would have been able to get through like three or four of them on a kindle and i don't really want to bring three or four of these with me no. camping so uh yeah i don't know camping with and where are you going effie we're going i don't know yet uh we're kind of we're waiting for the weather to kind of like figure itself out because camping in the pacific northwest in like april can be really pretty and really nice but also uh <laughs> it's like 28 degrees yeah up in i know the Cascade yeah. Lakes right now. so i don't know um we also we also might just like just go get like a airbnb in like pendleton or something i don't know we're just i just want to get out of portland for a little while i've been in the city for too long and i want to kind of like disconnect and be off my phone for a couple days and just i just want to sit and read like reading the black tongue thief in one day was awesome and i'm gonna do that with uh tress of the emerald sea here pretty soon like the new brandon sanderson book reading the whole book in one day is awesome it's great dude and then put yourself in the forest or by a lake yeah yeah i really want to do that again soon um but yeah i need to finish a couple more things i really want to finish the talus uh the the tommy knockers soon uh that big giant stephen king book i'm about halfway Mm -hmm. through it it's pretty good is it progressing well it's fine i can totally see why Uh, it's it's a lot it's it's definitely very rambly and very um i don't know like it gets really interesting for a second and then it's not for a while and then it's it's just i don't know it's it's an interesting book i mean i guess there's a there's like an interview i think it's like a rolling stone interview or something where stephen king is just like yeah that book sucks like i i'm not excited about that like it's like the one book that he like regrets i was under pressure by my publisher i just needed to push some content out (laughs) yeah but i mean uh yeah i want to finish that up and uh, i'm gonna read this book uh called the family fortuna which is by uh, Lindsay Eager. Uh, this got sent to me from uh, Candlewick Press. It's like a promo thing I'm doing, um, but I wanted to actually read the book before I promoted it because I like doing that sometimes. Um, so I'll probably read that. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I almost picked up some more Redwall books today. I don't know. I was, I'm just Ooh. like all over the place with stuff lately. Me too, man. I was reading like Treasure Island more today too also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, practicing when I'm doing like the audiobooks. So I'm reading it out loud to myself. Well, my cat. Oh, does your cat like yeah. it? Yeah. I don't think so. No, <laughs> he's just like, whatever, man. Uh, he's pretty used to me being a super weirdo uh, next to him because yeah. 
you know, I'm a pretty vocal person. Uh, I want to recommend an awesome tool for everyone that I found. It's free. It's open source. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it means that a bunch of developers just got together and was like, here, the code for this tool that we're building is open. Anyone can add to it or fix things. And uh, and so this, it's just free software. It's called Calibre, C-A-L-I-B-R-E. And it is a ebook organizer basically and you download it and you can it'll link up to your amazon kindle account and so it'll just like automatically suck in all of the books and stuff and then when you link your kindle up it knows how to figure out like what formats it needs to be in and it'll just automatically convert everything for you and in addition to kind of giving you like an itunes style like organizational uh, structure for all those books as i'm getting a whole bunch of them since evan was kind enough to give me his old kindle for christmas and i've been loving it especially now that i'm a bit more organized so the Kindle's awesome. I love the it. The Kindle's awesome. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, people ask me all the time, like, what do you prefer? And I don't. I just like them both. I don't have like a preference. I just the Kindle I has books still. I mean, I I like the uh, the the cool thing about books is the the, the aesthetic value is great, and then yeah. the actual physical um, seeing seeing and feeling like yourself kind of getting through it and having one side get smaller while the other side gets bigger is some. There's something really cool about that. Uh, as if much you as try to emulate that with the percentage at the bottom, though. Yeah, and that's nice. But I mean, and there is something about like good lighting on like an actual page. I don't. It's it's really yeah. hard to mimic it on a on a Kindle, but they get really close. It's super close. They do. And for the first time ever, the other day, I was able to read in the entire pitch darkness. Yeah, I've it's never awesome. done that before. It's like, fantastic. You know, for a long time, it was cool. No, like you will not fall if you're trying to fall asleep, y'all, and you can't fall asleep. Get a Kindle. If you if it's in your means, get a Kindle, put it on the lowest setting, turn all the lights off in your room and try to read something that you've already read before. You will fall asleep in like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's so fast because the lights are already off. Like the amount of mornings that I've woken up with my Kindle on the floor because <laughs> I like fall asleep while reading it. I was reading out loud and I fell asleep in 10 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my poor kid. I have a Kindle Oasis. What is the difference? Uh, the Oasis has buttons so you can click instead of having to touch the page oh, this one has button yeah you, you got one button on yours but mine has buttons on next to the screen and it's also got like a little indent for your fingers oh, uh, and it's very thin and very light and it's just a it's like a it's like a premium but the only reason how did i get it i think i like traded something in on amazon or something i can't remember what happened but i didn't it's like it's normally like 300 dollars, but i got mine for like 130 bucks because i traded oh, some, yeah. i can't remember what i traded in i traded something i think it was like an echo thing or like a or like a tablet or something. Um, and they were doing some special where uh, you got like double trade-in credit for used stuff. So it was oh, like wow. right around this. I, I got it at like the perfect time. I probably wouldn't spend $300 on a Kindle typically because the, the one that you have is perfect. Like the paper white's really good. It works great. Yeah. Is Kindles that the are great. model that it is? The paper white? You have just the regular Kindle. The paper okay. white is like the next nicer one. And then the Oasis is like the super nice one. But um, it's like you can yeah. add features and stuff, but I honestly don't like they're so small of an actual boon to the actual purpose of this thing, which is showing me letters and this yeah, thing kills yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very happy. with I, it. I can't really think of ways that you would really improve it other than the color for graphic novels and stuff. But at that point, I mean, just read it on an iPad like the rest of the pop socket would have been an improvement for. Oh, sure. yeah, I sent it to you with <laughs> half of pop socket. You just pry that thing off of there. Can it? I didn't know if it was like permanently it's stuck sticky. Or yeah, it's just. Oh, OK. Well, I think I, I think I like the idea of the pop socket. Yeah, so I think I might yeah. just invest. <laughs> yeah, no, get one for sure. I've dropped that thing on my face. 
uh, quite a few times. It's sh- it's corners. Well, they're not sharp. It would still hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coming down on like your nose or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, my Kindle library is pretty vast actually now because I pretty much only buy stuff on Kindle when it's on sale. Um, but they run sales all the time on there. So I just I got like the whole uh, Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Moss for like five dollars. Wow. Once. And that's like, I mean, that's like a hundred dollars worth of books Yeah, for five bucks. That's and a lot of I books. got the, um, uh, Brian McClellan's, uh, powder mage trilogy is on my Kindle. And I got that for $5. Like sometimes first randomly stuff is just on sale for like super cheap on Kindle. It's great. Oh, yeah. I got the whole faithful fallen ready, ready and rip raring to go. And it was, I think it was a discount too. Cause I only paid like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. It's really cool how that happens. Awesome. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not even like, you know, I mean, some, Sometimes authors and publishers are just like, okay, for today only, let's try to get the word out there and just we're just throwing this thing out for whatever, for $9 or for like six books or whatever. Um, that's It's really awesome, you know? And then sometimes I, I find stuff for like 2 or $3 that I've been meaning to get to, but I don't know about it. And I could read a sample, but like three bucks is not, not that big of a deal, you know? So, uh, and then also another cool thing about it too is uh, I've been really into kind of, like independent horror novel books lately horror novel books uh horror independent books. independent and horror I've been books going to aqua water parks a lot <laughs> but uh, i've been really into like indie horror novels and stuff lately and when you go look for them they're usually between five and ten dollars you know it's really nice so if you're ever kind of like cruising around for a kind of independent obscure stuff usually you can find it for fairly cheap on there because there's no middleman like publisher that needs to get paid and stuff. It's just like a person putting their books out on the internet. Uh, so it's like five, 10 bucks. You're supporting somebody, you know, it just kind of works for everybody. I think Kindle's like, I mean, Amazon is obviously, you know, uh, sketchy in its own way in a lot of different ways, but like <laughs> the Kindle, I mean, damn, the Kindle's awesome. It's I think it's great. Convenient. I think it's, it's great. Really like nice. a lot of people have been able to make money off of selling stuff on Kindle. Uh, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not making millions of dollars and stuff like KDP that. KDP but... has provided a steady income for a, a lot of people, you know, and they're, it's cool because it gives the people the ability, not just necessarily to like self-publish their novel, but they can write like a short self-help book, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can and sell it on Amazon. You can sell all kinds of stuff. Uh, any, like, I mean, I know that um, my friend, uh, Brandon Baker, is uh, doing the Kindle Unlimited thing, and I haven't heard any complaints from him. It seems like it's going just fine. Yeah, it's really cool to be able to see like an independent recommendation, and then not have to go try to find them at, at the library or, or uh, Barnes and Noble, and then have to like request Barnes and Noble picks it up, and then wait a few weeks for it or whatever. You can just go get it, support them directly through Kindle. I mean, obviously Amazon gets a little bit of that, but that money's going to the author, which is awesome. Yeah, I, that is man, super I awesome. carry that thing everywhere I go. Like I have yeah, my I have Kindle in my back pocket. Yeah, okay, I carry it all all over the place. It's always in my bag. Um, I've been walking around a lot more lately. It's uh, just like reading. No, I mean I, well, I've been listening to go kill yourself. No, now. I've been listening to audiobooks while walking lately. I've just been like oh, okay. going on walks. Because uh, one thing, okay, so this job You're getting old, huh? This job getting up there, bringing your so, prune juice. Oh my god! So <laughs> this is like my dream job. It's the coolest thing ever. I don't have to go into a building and have some guy tell me that I need to sell more stacks of onion rings or anything. I don't have to do any of that stuff <laughs> no anymore. TPS reports. It's very, very cool. One thing that I did not think about was how sedentary I was going to be. And I think mm-hmm. that if you work in an office, uh, you know what I'm talking about. And I, and I always used to hear like 
you know, these office jobs, they're really, because well, every job I've ever had has been on my feet. I've either been working in warehouses or I've been working in restaurants, doing- Never I'm, had an office job? I've never had an office job before. I don't know. Yeah, you have for sure. And the amount of sitting around is so bad for you. And I didn't really think about it before. And Even in your band, you were the sitter. Yeah, but I was playing drums. You know, I was playing drums. I, mean, I had like the most energetic. active. You were soaked in sweat after it. After so for like a long time, for like a decade, I was working in restaurants and playing drums like most days. So I was like really active and moving around a lot. And then in October, when I stopped that job, my fantasy of laying around not doing shit for the rest of my life like kind of came true. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. And then a few months later, like, you know, now. I'm like, whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> Maybe if I just lay around eating burritos all day, this might not actually be a good idea. What I've found that really helps is by reducing the uh, barrier of entry for doing healthy things like lifting little weights or something just by leaving them scattered about paths that you normally walk by. Kind of like you would with like a bowl of M&Ms. You just always kind of walk by and get a handful. Except now when you have your little like weights there, you'll just kind of walk by and be like, oh yeah, I can definitely like, do this while I'm going on this little errand to get some more water or something, or if I'm pacing, like having a little brainstorm session with myself, I'll just pick up those little weights and go to town, maybe do some crunches or something. I mean, I found that just like I went on like a like a 45 minute like just walk yesterday while listening to an audiobook, and I didn't have to change into like running clothes or anything like that. And I, I like running uh, now and then, but I kind of Same. fell out of the the habit of it when I just like kind of started laying around playing video games and reading books all the time. And obviously I'm making content, I'm doing a bunch of other stuff, but uh, it really just requires use of my hands and my voice, um, not really use of anything else. So it's been really nice to just kind of get into uh, over the last like week or so, I've been trying to get outside and just kind of go on like mental health, like just walks out in nature and listening to an audio book. It's really healthy for you to get sunshine too. yeah oh my gosh it's funny because the entire time that i was working so much on my feet and um, playing in bands and stuff and just really busy and really active with all that stuff i feel like for like 10 years straight i was just like i just want to lay around and not have to do anything like oh my god it'd be so cool and then i actually got to do that for yeah. a second and now i'm like whoa okay i need to figure this out because this is this is definitely probably unhealthy as cool as it is and believe me i i love it i wouldn't trade it for anything but um Man, yeah, stuff is starting to ache that probably yeah, yeah, shouldn't. Dude, we, are, we are fickle creatures. We don't even know what we want. You know, it's like, I just want to yeah, go on vacation yeah. and lay on a beach. And then day three, you're like covered in sunburns. You're just like, yeah. man, I, I don't actually want to do this. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel you entirely. If I'm being lazy for a few days, mm -hmm. I can hardly do it for a full day. It's like, I got to do something. It's like, I'm yeah. like the most productive when I'm relaxing almost. It's weird. Yeah. Like I went on a pretty long, like nice walk today and listened to like, an hour of an audiobook. It was just like if I had been sitting reading, it's the same yeah. exact thing. I was just happened to be outside getting some vitamin D and like walking around. So yeah, if you're listening right now, I mean, like get get out there, get out. Even if you're just sitting out on your front porch, like get some sun and it's the, the weather's getting so much nicer. And man, that was a rough okay. winter. I just walk like, in little circles in my office sometimes. Yeah, I know? mean, man, like the like like Pacific Northwest winters, especially because it, you know you live in Bend, and Bend at least you get like snow and it's pretty and it's usually it's like fairly sunny a decent oh, amount yeah, of the time. We've had really late snows this year. It's been but, crazy. But like in Portland, it's just Ugh, gross. Like it's down. it's just it really is. <laughs> I can't yeah, stress like Bend, enough. Bend oh hits, my god. Uh, golfing magazines for its three hundred days of sunshine yeah, every year, totally. and the Eugene, the Valley, it's like terrible it's so gross so over here like yeah and so it's funny because it's so cloudy and it's so gross here for so long that 
I, I like forget how a 65 degree day, <laughs> like with some Can sun, really like actually, yeah, like I've noticed myself, I've been in like a better mood the last few yeah. days. Like I don't feel as like sickly. I don't feel as tired. I don't, you know, and I thought that was just like how I was because <laughs> somebody, I just have this a, shitty body now. Like somebody commented like a few, like a month ago or something on one of my posts and said, you need, like, you need to get some sleep. Like you look really unhealthy. Wow, I, was like, that's like, I know. And part of me was like, post. Eh, it's fine. People just say, like, stuff I mean, like you know, that. it's like, in the spirit of love, but if not like, you look terrible, dude. Like, Oh, I've gotten those too. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been doing li I've done lives before where somebody's just like, you look like shit. <laughs> It shocks me how mean people are, especially about like yeah. art, you know, like I'm not a serious musician by any means, but I'll post some like poetry and stuff occasionally. Yeah. And like, man, some people are really, really bite right into you, you know, have you ever heard of a uh, project Gutenberg? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a, it's a free uh, book website where it's either like public domain or the authors themselves have loaded it up. And it's just like 70,000 um, EPUBs and Kindle formats and stuff it's really good for obscure like horror authors from the 80s and stuff yeah um i think a lot bunch of stuff is about to start heading into public domain like i think uh, mickey mouse next oh, year really? is public domain um wow. and then like lord of the rings stuff is going to be public domain oh. in a little bit or at least but i, I mean, think maybe the hobbit I, I think the hobbit not lord of the rings uh and so it'll have to directly like relate to the book right because like, i don't know how that works can, yeah like, relate to i don't know if it, i don't like, know yeah i don't know i think it's the author like, I don't even know what the copyright rules would be on public domain with something that had, like, taken the IP and done another thing, because it's, like, still that IP. I think it becomes a new thing, though. Like, you wouldn't be able to reference, like, you wouldn't be able to steal a clip of the movie because it's now public domain, but you would be able to create an audiobook of The Hobbit and put it on YouTube, you know? Which, I mean, you could, it's there. You could do right now, but you might get canceled. YouTube might <laughs> Yeah, just, they, could, know, they have the legal right to take it down, yeah. Absolutely. And they do. Oh, yeah, I noticed... Um, like when I was working uh, a warehouse job where I could listen to audiobooks all the time, I did rely on YouTube a lot for yeah. listening to stuff. Yeah, it's not as much anymore. It used to be there was all kinds of stuff on YouTube before. I basically, if I needed to listen to something, it was probably on YouTube. Like you could find like it like seven or eight years ago, you know. But now, like nineteen eighty four, and like some Jules Verne. And like some Bronte <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? You can find Shakespeare on YouTube, which is cool. Um, which is really fun to listen to if you can find a full cast like Shakespeare. And someone who's good um, at it. Yeah, that's really cool. I uh, definitely I went back through um, Macbeth when I was uh, when I was working like my warehouse job, which was really surreal, like listening to Macbeth and like <laughs> like in this in the like, warehouse. Yeah, there's like forklifts and stuff going everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting, but it was fun. It was really cool. I liked wow. uh, listening to it way more than reading it personally totally i mean it's written to be listened yeah to. but i still i mean like shakespeare is weird because um there's just and maybe maybe i'm just uncultured but i feel like there's just certain uh phrases and words that literally just don't resonate like to me right now because it's oh, just he made up a lot of words well, and there's just words that just don't I, I, there's like references to other works that were around at the time and stuff like that and you find that mm -hmm. in a lot of um like if you read something from like um like the 1800s or even like early 1900s they reference there's like a lot of biblical references there's a lot of references to um uh, other writers around their time you know only so, like 20 books so they're yes. all referencing each other then, then everyone's read everything so everyone right. knows all the you know and it's like with pop culture today too where you know um like if if a, if one show references the simpsons right in like 200 years people watching that show will be like what the hell was that thing again right. like uh, so anyway 
it's like a cultural idiom or a meme, I guess. Well, like after when I was when I was listening to Macbeth, when I was done with the scene, Mm -hmm. uh, I would stop it and then on my my break or whatever i would go read but i just kind of like go make sure i knew what happened some commentary yeah and then kind of go and then listen to it again and so i wasn't just like listening to all of it and just like i understand like literally everything that's going on here i feel like what would be cool though is like going to uh every year i think they still do it i don't know if the pandemic kind of messed it up but ashland oregon which is in southern oregon has a shakespeare festival and it's like one of the biggest ones in the whole country and i I've really want to go times. man i want to go we should go together that'd be so cool the plays are very good like i've seen not all of shakespeare but i've seen a ton of shakespeare so one of my good friends from high school made it into the like society the shakespearean society there which is pretty high class like um the Ashland College is the best school for the thespian arts on the West Coast, I believe, whereas wow. I think on the East Coast, it would be whatever that one in New York is that Tupac went to. It's not Juilliard, right? Juilliard. Juilliard. Like, oh, you. was it Juilliard? Yeah. I thought Juilliard, Juilliard was just music. No, it's huh. uh, it's all. Uh, I didn't know Tupac went to Juilliard. Yeah, he dropped out. Oh, that's so pretty cool. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I have a feeling that like seeing a play would be like bring a lot more like visual context to a lot of those lines, you know, cause like listening to it or reading it, it's, it's a lot, you're getting a decent amount of what's going on, but I feel like like watching people doing things that correlate to the lines that they're saying would put even more kind of like context and understanding behind everything. And I've never seen the live uh, Shakespeare play. I've only read them out while I was in school uh, or I've seen movies, uh, which, but they're for like, it's like a movie for a play that I was like studying in school, you know, right. like I haven't seen any of the uh, the kind of like newer movies or anything. Right. Like you that. saw Midsummer Night's Dream that we all saw. No, I didn't see that. I saw the oh, Leonardo really? DiCaprio, uh, Romeo and Juliet, though, where they have guns oh. instead of swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cool thing about the Ashland plays is they'll do that. You know, they'll take something that's going on in today's modern society and they'll kind of interweave it with the story, putting a newspaper. Cause I mean, it's got to get a little dull. I would imagine doing the same plays, like not that Shakespeare is dull, but this has been going on every year for eons. And yeah. so you'd think they're like, all right, we're switching Macbeth up this time. And they do. <laughs> uh, and they're so clever with the way that they have their props. Like some of the props are just masterfully built. Like they've got some of the most clever engineers. I wonder how um, much it costs to go. And... Cause that'd be really fun. Is it like a whole can... like Renaissance fair kind of thing? Or is it just yeah. the plays? No, there's, um, I mean, there's, there's more like booth activity in the town, you know, like all the doors, all the shops have their doors open and there will be some little parks that have booths set up, but there's really, it's like a, a celebration of Shakespearean culture. So like, you'll be going by the park and there'll be two people like doing like a big scene, you know, and they'll before the play. And it's just really cool. It's very fun. And, and Ashland is a really unique town with like a ton of personality and like not a very diverse personality but it's like very artsy and super into shakespeare and it's cool to go and marinate in it for a couple of days for sure it's only 55 dollars yeah oh yeah it's like 55 60 bucks for a play and they have so many costume shops there because all of the <laughs> shakespeare like they gotta do something with the costumes so you can get incredible like quality professional gear for you know six bucks if you're trying to larp or something it's the place to go have you been to a renaissance festival before no i never like, have oh i went to an irish one one of the where it was just like cool. all yeah. like celebrating ireland uh we were driving by it and my buddy was like i think that's the ireland thing we're like oh and so we stopped by and we're st- stood out like uh sore thumbs man like everyone's wearing kilts and <laughs> Kevin jeans and flip-flops i've uh, i've gone to two so i went to one oh, tell me about it well i went to one here in oregon and in 
uh, it was like Tillamook. It was it was like an hour outside of Portland, and it was lame. It was super lame. It was basically like a swap meet, but a renaissance. Like they had like one like jousting thing, but it was like really hastily erected, what? and it was it was okay, but it was definitely not. No one died. I was definitely not super stoked on it. I remember no leaving pretty, because <laughs> because the 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 one that I went to before was when I was like fifteen on like a school trip, and it was in. It was in Phoenix, Arizona, and this place was like all Knew about. How to they, they, were, they like <laughs> built. It was out in this like big giant field in the middle of like out outer like suburban Phoenix, out in the middle of nowhere, and it was it was really hot. It was super super hot, but they they built like a town. Like they built like this entire. There were structures so all impressive. over the place, and there were like thousands of people there. The, the, the jousting was in like a stadium, you know, that they what? had like built all these huge bleachers, and it was. Did they have like a king and queen like ruling. I don't over remember that. Probably, I mean, probably, but I just remember like there was so much food. There were so many. It wasn't really about like buying and selling stuff. It was like there were all these little like skits and like walkthrough areas where they build like entire like housing units and stuff and you'd walk oh, through like it was like, like a museum going on it was so cool and then so that's, that's what i thought that this was gonna be oh no again so then i went and it was basically just like a bunch of hippies like dressed <laughs> like <laughs> like dressed in like renaissance garb just kind of like on the slide like, this is a like bastard sword yeah like i could tell like i could tell like okay after the sun goes down, this is going to be a very different party than like what, the, <laughs> than what it is like right now. We had to now. get the license somehow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it was still it was okay, uh, but it was definitely. I think my my expectations were just really high. You know, those oh. those sort of like make believe systems, like they are very easy to mock, like any of those sort of cultures. But they are incredibly fun if you just kind of commit. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, go definitely. and do it. Like, there's a. I have a buddy who. I don't even know the name of the organization, but it's nationwide and they're like kind of renaissance and that they're all like fighters and they all fight. And there's like the whole nation is divided up into like other nations and there's like Kings and Queens of each ones. They war against each other. And like, you can <laughs> every, like if you get high enough rank, you can like challenge the King and it's crazy. It's like, there's all these rules and it's nationwide, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, we're in the nation of this, you know? And he has, they're very, you know, he makes his own armor and stuff, which is super legit. Yeah, I've never tried the LARPing thing. My only experience with LARPing is me and my buddies used to get all geared up in high school and we would go and attack, surprise attack the actual LARPers. Oh, damn. And every time they that. would be like, magic missile, Matt, we would just be like, deflected. We just make up ridiculous. Oh, they hated us so much. <laughs> I guess they're, I wonder if they, if i could join that no i don't want i have too much stuff going on I it don't is want to. incredibly fun though like it, yeah it's like very low-hanging fruit for making fun of people but just go yeah, commit i mean to maybe it. when it you're like so in high school fun. yeah like now i would never dream i never dream of making fun of that i do that it's, kind of yeah, stuff all the so time much fun and it's silly and but like you know D D is just like make believe for for adults and it's wonderful is larping like a strictly fantasy thing i mean i think I've never heard it applied to like we're Renaissance LARPing. I think that would be more of like a recreation or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's what just the, live uh, action role play. So yeah, it's really totally. just any sort of like 
mat a large group of people role playing, I guess. Yeah, but like if people dressed in a bunch of like uh if, if there were a bunch of like um like clones and Jedi's or something like that, like would that still be technically LARPing or is that like I a different so. thing now? Okay, yeah. I don't know. I think so. I don't know That'd if, be pretty cool to see in a I park. I don't know how broad <laughs> the term is, but I mean it's just it does it is an acronym for live action role play yeah, and so technically that would be that. There was a uh there's a few actual Jedi academies in this world. And there was a guy who went to my high school who had graduated one of them. And I kid you not, every day he wore his Jedi robes and they were so legit. Like he had the most real Jedi robes that he made himself um, because he went through this Jedi Academy. He made his own lightsaber, became a full actual Jedi, and he would carry his lightsaber around. He was a really awesome guy. And he just looked like a Jedi every day in high school. That's really awesome. Did he yeah. have the little the little tail? The, yeah. His hair? yeah, well, he did for a part, and then he got ranked high enough and was able to cut it off or something. He told me all about oh, it. Yeah, I went that's to his like house a, one time. What the fuck? That's crazy. so cool. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I can't show you how to make uh, lightsabers because it's like, you know, you have to graduate the Jedi school. But it was like kind of a religion. I mean, it it is. Like, right, but I mean, yeah. like, for real. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. In this world. <laughs> uh, so uh, before we kind of close out here, for the Friday episode, which wasn't much of a forge, but Chad and I just kind of wanted, we hadn't talked to each other all week. Yeah, we just wanted to hang out and we wanted to hang out with you guys as well. We thought about <laughs> doing an episode about us talking about what we should do for an episode, but uh, we never got there. So that's fine. No, Chad and I just had some catching up to do and I'm not going to yeah, talk to him up. all weekend. So uh, I want to show you what I got at Powell's today because I went there to go uh, return a couple of things and then I uh, <laughs> cannot at- leave without anything i mean i probably would have but then i i i (laughs) did my taxes and i was like oh i'm fine like oh okay cool so yeah i could buy a couple things but i didn't go nuts or anything but um i bought uh gray sister and holy sister which is book two and three of the book of the ancestor by mark lawrence i have the first book uh red sister but i think i'm gonna read these by myself just give them a shot like i've heard that it's a really good trilogy by mark lawrence i think it's like a school trope at least it starts that way or it's like like not maybe not school but like academy like group of people learning a thing together kind of trope like have you ever read these no i've never read those ones i've only read his prince of thorns and then just it's so apropos that you should mention mark lawrence though because just the other day a lovely listener i believe it was megan if I my if I'm remembering correctly, sent me the the second two. So I've got um Oh, you can finish King that of up Thorns now. and Emperor of Thorns. Oh, so I cool. can finish, which is so meaningful. Like someone yeah. knew that I had read the first one and didn't have the second two. Because oh. I didn't get the first one. Just like that's a that's really that's nice. a awesome move right there. Yeah, there's like a couple trilogies that I really, really want to get to. So like one of them is so this thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, one of them yes. is uh, the Book of the Ancestor, which is this Mark Lawrence trilogy. Another one is the Night Angel trilogy by Brent Weeks, which I want to get to this year. I'm so excited for you to read that. And then also the Age of Madness trilogy by Joe Abercrombie, which is the second trilogy, or I guess technically the third trilogy. If you count the standalones, I'm more excited for you to read that. Yeah. Uh, so those three, and then also um, Dragons, uh, no, Dragonlance, the Dragons of Autumn, Twilight, Winters, and Autumns, and Spring Dawning, or whatever. So I'm going to read those. Uh, Dra- Dragonlance is definitely a little bit kind of not a huge priority because I kind of, I've, I'm sure they're good. It's kind of like Isn't one there of a ton of them. I think there's four. If you if you count Dragons of Summer Flame, which I think came out like a long time after the original trilogy, but like it's posthumously added to the trilogy. I can't remember what the, the deal is with that. Somebody let me know what the deal is with that. But then there's like War of the Twins and like oh, there's like a bunch of different like trilogies set in that world for um 
Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, which I think it all takes place on Faerun, but I could be super wrong about that. But uh, yeah, I want to get to those eventually. But I also bought um, this book by Marie Brennan called A Natural History of Dragons, which I guess I've take... seen that. I yeah. picked it up one time at Barnes oh, and really? Noble. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I read like the intro to it. It seems awesome. It's it's got a it's very a good kind book of like to have around. Yeah, like it's got a very kind of like uh josiah bancroft like lemony snicket kind of vibe to it where the writing seems really polished and really really good and it's got like an anthropological kind of bent to it right uh, and like about... somehow taking itself very seriously and not seriously at all at the yeah same time. it's like yeah. it's like super serious but kind of winking at you the whole time kind of thing uh and i really like the idea of something kind of a little more grounded and like st- like studious you know uh fantasy wise so uh, i've heard nothing but good things about it and i think it's like all wrapped up and everything but just like the cover is it's ah, so pretty man everyone has like the um i don't know i would call it like the like uh, an anatomical like kind of yeah an anatomical like dragon it's super uh, cool and then the vitruvian man in dragon form the the vitruvian man am i saying that right the leonardo da vinci's like guy with all the arms maybe vitruvian i'm gonna have to look that up um while you're looking that up so i got this book by tyler whitesides called the thousand deaths of ardor ben uh the it's the the series is called kingdom of grit and it's an orbit book and orbit i mean orbit Orbit just orbit orbit basically just puts out gold like pretty much everything i mean not every single thing but orbit books knows what to put out you know (laughs) like they they i mean they're pretty much all bangers uh you know to one degree or another i've definitely read some stuff from orbit where i've been like "Eh, i don't know if i'm gonna keep going with that but i mean if you're looking for fantasy orbit is pretty much i feel like it's like the new they're out of this world yeah hey yeah they Um, are like the new tour yeah but i would agree um, with that ardor ben is no ordinary thief rakish ambitious and master of wildly complex heists he styles himself a ruse artist extraordinaire when he gets hired for his most most daring ruse yet ardor knows he'll need more than a quick wit and sleight of hand assembling a dream team of forgers disguisers schemers and thieves he sets out to steal from the most powerful king the realm has ever known but it soon becomes clear there's much more at stake than fame and glory and ard and his team might just be the last hope for human civilization so this sounds like yeah this sounds like right up my alley kind of you know uh a thief that becomes more than he thought he could be or whatever it sounds funny um the ratings and reviews for it are really good and then there's i think it's a trilogy the second book is called the shattered realm of ardor ben and then the last lies of ardor ben i don't know if they're all out i imagine they are but i just saw this one at the store but and it's pretty long um but I don't know. Let's see how the writing is. You know, I don't know if I'm going to start it like anytime soon, but I, I kind of wanted to take a crack at it this year. But I definitely really need to get um, that second Abercrombie trilogy read. Uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. difficult, though, because, I mean, just keeping all this stuff in my head, like, you it's know, a the, lot the of lore. Yeah, like the Expanse, uh, um, Dreamblood stuff. And then after that, oh, we're doing goodness. Scythe. And then we're doing, um, and then I'm doing Vinland Saga. Dude, you our know, life like, is going to change when we try it. When we try it, when we start into malazan okay so yeah when we do hard now when we do malazan and throne of glass which we're doing at the same time i'm basically not reading anything else like i'll i might read like a horror novel here and there or whatever like and i might read like some nonfiction or i'm not going to read any one-off fantasy anything like for three months basically i think that's wise it's gonna it's gonna be rough for like like tiktok content i guess you know what i mean but i don't care we have to do malazan we have to do we have to at least attempt to do it right oh we're gonna do it right yeah yeah we are i also uh megan also sent me a terry brooks princess of landover 
which I love the, oh, uh, neat. the, the world that's set there. So uh, yeah, I'm stoked to read that as that well. That was really nice, Megan. Yeah, yeah, she killed it. Yeah, thank you everybody for uh, sending us stuff. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's magical. I know you and yeah, it's like you see all these books that I have behind me, and I'll try to get to it if you send me stuff. But my God, I'm trying my best out here. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, doing a very good job oh man i just want to read everything like i just it's not even just for the content or anything it's just like i picked up the thousand deaths of ardor know. ben yeah i, I want to know i want to know I what happens know. Yeah. and then ah oh, man like and then reading i've been in kind of like a weird spot with reading right now just because babylon's ashes like really took it out of me like that book was really uh, super heavy uh, it was sloggy man like it was it's not bad at all because like now i just love these characters so much but i definitely there were like babylon's ashes was the book and we're, i'm talking about the expanse we're like a little more than halfway through mm-hmm. and this book definitely seemed like the one with the most chapters where i was like why was that a chapter like yeah. i don't understand like, like why? really interesting but i don't like get how it's aiding the story i guess like i don't know it's like weird just I don't know. This is yeah. a slow one. This I think was our authors slow... discovered marijuana. This book. <laughs> We're in the slow zone, uh, but yeah. I mean, I guess the last three are just they just apparently, and uh, I, I had kind of mentioned this on one of our episodes, but this has been uh, kind of confirmed to me a few times. It seems like Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, James S. A. Corey. Uh, they kind of had it as like three duologies and then one trilogy. Mm. So like uh, Leviathan Not wakes and all, like, like well like the, Leviathan wakes and Caliban's war like kind of like they kind of like feel like one book, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. Abaddon's gate and Sibola uh, burn kind of feel like one book, you know? Like it's like the events of Abaddon's gate, Abaddon's gate like really lead into Sibola burn and then Nemesis games. Even their crescendos are like timed wrong and they are they're corrected when you combine them like that yeah Yeah. and then like nemesis games like babylon's ashes when you like look at it only with nemesis games like it all makes a lot of sense why you know what i mean and then so then apparently seven eight and nine are like one trilogy it's crazy to think that we're this many books into a series and still have a trilogy in front of us and i just don't even i really don't know I don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, I know what's going on, but I just, I don't, it's weird. It's weird in a book series this size too. And that like, there's no like evil Lord that we're killing. So, you know, it might be a little bit more of a Jade sort of situation where we just kind of have a, we're in with these people's lives for this amount of time, as yeah, opposed to like yeah. a specific goal or thing being accomplished. Cause the books are so vast and huge. It's like more of a, like treatise in the human condition as we are faced with yeah. new yet the same old i'm really <laughs> interested problems. to see where this ends up because i really want to start watching the show too i want to yeah. i want to check it out and kind of see i stopped too because i want to watch it with you yeah i want to watch the show for sure All right, let's end with this if you have uh you know just a few minutes on your hand i would greatly recommend that you go and bring up uh one jump had the lawman from uh, aladdin and just listen to it right now because man i just listened to it today and it really made my day great <laughs> I'm so glad I that only what I can't afford. And that's everything. Love it. <laughs> okay. Love it. All right. That's going to do it for us today, everybody. Thank you for listening to this nice, long, rambly, juicy episode of the Friday Forts. Look forward to our episode on Monday, um, our normal Monday morning minute, and then two episodes next week for Babylon's Ashes and The Killing Moon, uh, which Chad and I have both finished up, but uh, I'm going camping this weekend, so we're not going to be able to record that stuff. Don't get killed under the moon. I won't. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be just fine. I'll probably Good. go to a 
campground with a bunch of other people at it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge camper, but I, I really just, I'm excited to kind of unplug for a little while. Nature read. Yeah, exactly. But everybody, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.